Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. How MSNBC keeps Joy Reid on the air. It's it's stunning. It is it is remarkable. I'd be fired for saying these things. I'd be fired. I wouldn't be able to to syndicate. I, w- I wouldn't be able to have anybody watching videos. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be, nothing. Joy Reid engages in such bigotry on the air. And she does it with a smile and she did it last night as she was talking about the caucus results. Those results showing big big night for Donald Trump. 51% DeSantis, 21.2%. Nikki Haley, 19.1%. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. That is the name of the radio program. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Become a a part of what we do over there. Subscribe or not. It's totally your choice. Um, It is an obscenity. Now, I I didn't plan on on starting with it, but I, I will. I want you to hear it. It's... It's, it is gross how she thinks she can speak about other people. And, and while we go through this, she's talking about Iowa. I want you to keep in your head, keep in your head how often she says the word white. I'm right. And the thing is, we were talking, we were sort of laughing about the fact that they're talking about electability when he's literally lost everything he's touched for the last four years. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point and, you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented, overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical st- white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm-hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours. And that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. Joy Reid's bigotry knows no bounds. But let us address in a most in the most honest way possible. Why it is the people are attracted to Donald Trump. You, Joy Reid, your party, your, 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 your uh, fellow travelers in progressivism, have been calling everybody in America a racist and a bigot for decades. You have engaged in a campaign of absolute hate for decades. You have told people how horrible they are. They're not accepting enough. They're not caring enough. And you have put upon them every regulation under the sun. Let us talk most recently 
Not only did you say to people, you don't get to have a gas stove anymore. And people said, what are you talking about? I love my gas stove. And then you said, why are you bringing up gas stoves? Oh, you people in your culture wars. And then you went after gas stoves and gas heaters and, and, and gas furnaces. Every day is about another prevention of what it is the people can do. And what they do, you decide, is somehow bigoted. You have launched, in the most authoritarian way, attack after attack on people who just want to go to work, pay their taxes, and raise their families. So much so, you've told them that they might not be entitled to their own family if they don't go along with their child claiming, I'm this gender or that, and i got to have a surgery for this. You did it in California, and you did it in Washington State, and I think they're doing it in Minnesota. Go along with what a child wants. Or lose your child. They are not aligned with Trump because they want to see the greatness of Christianity take over the land. I guess some are. There's two sides to the bell curves. Right? Because if you're going to tell me now that Trump is the great Christian, we're going to have ourselves a heck of a conversation here. That he's supported by evangelicals? That is always a unique position. What Trump, in terms of giving back, how about a country that actually works? This has been his argument. The whole concept of make America great again, which is as perfect of a slogan as hope and change. Remember, that was Barack Obama, hope and, and, and change. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means. It means anything you want it to be. Well, I hope it means this, but I would change it to that. See how that works? And that's what was so great about hope and change. You could apply to it anything you wanted to as an individual. Make America Great Again could also do that exact thing. It does that exact thing. For, for many people, it's how about a country that doesn't hate them? that doesn't hate itself, that isn't working aggressively towards its total lack of existence through a pseudo-intellectualism proffered by a Joy Reid. And certainly doesn't say, oh, you Christians are the problem. Christians are the problem? No, no, sorry. White Christians are the problem, right? Because all of those black Christians in South Carolina, they're fine so much so that the Democrats moved the first primary there. In everything and in every every way, Joy Reid must find a way to connect racism and bigotry to it. That is the only way she can engage a conversation at all. And this is considered intellectual thought. By the political left. Hmm, yes, that's very interesting. No, it should have been counter-argument, Joy Reid. You're a racist. Holy crap, is that gross. And shame on you. Can we go to commercial break now? How often does Mehdi Hassan look at his TV and be like, she has a job and I don't? And Mehdi Hassan is a Jew hater and a half in my view. 
Joy Reid is out there saying, you see, the reason they vote for for, for Trump is that they're going to bring uh, Christianity uh, across the land and they're going to persecute everybody else. Uh, I guarantee you, I've gotten more persecution from progressives than from Christians in my life. I, I just, 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 if we were to really take a poll, who has engaged in more persecution of Jews in the United States? Progressives? Or Christians. Uh, the the most persecution I get from Christians is, hey, Jesus, thanks for that. And I'm like, you're welcome. Happy to give you that guy. Oh, he's such a great carpenter. Oh, please. Couldn't even build a manger. Screw you. That's a good joke. I'm taking that with me. I wonder if I... Oh, if, if you want to send me emails, Tony at TonyCats.com, you go right ahead. I'm like... I'm not, I'm not, oh, he might have been a baby producer, Jason, but still very skilled, very, very skilled, very proficient. Um, this is the standard talking point. And when I discuss, because cause I've, I've, I'm hitting this a couple times today, I usually don't do, do that. I don't, I don't theme out uh, a program. I don't theme out shows. But it it is so important that that you hear this from 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 uh, Joy Reid, because when you when you recognize that Trump has this massive lift ahead of him, you see, you're like, oh, Trump's going to win it all. I don't think you're paying attention to the rest of the country, and there's a lot of Trump supporters who aren't. Uh, they're 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 in the the. Um, idol worship category and i've got no time for that i only have time for reality this is what you're up against the people who actually listen to joy reed yes there is an audience there and yes it is flat out dangerous how do you now beat them at the polls which is why i go back to where i started i was a desantis guy wait nope i am a desantis guy give me success and make it an easier lift to November. That's all I'm looking for. It's all I want. Joy Reid is just a sample of what you are up against. Rachel Maddow gives you another sample. Let me just interject. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just have to do a little bit no. of business just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. If if MSNBC really had a rule about not airing untrue things, you would never air a Biden speech again. I mean, that's just that's just the easiest thing to say in the world. Trump did say that he's won this for the third time. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. This is the first time he's won the Iowa caucus. 
to say that he won it in 2020, he was unopposed. That's not right. But he didn't win in 2016. Ted Cruz won in 2016. So I don't know what he's talking about here. But the very idea, well, he says a lot of things that may not be true, so we can't bring ourselves because we have integrity. Integrity, I say. Now, Joy Reid, tell me about those despicable white Christians, won't you? Integrity. Come on. Rachel, we see you. We're right here. (laughs) Oh, good Lord integrity we can't air these things you know give us legal troubles my gosh that's how many of you told me that Jussie Smollett was really attacked now you want to tell me about integrity (laughs) this is what you're up against kitten and of course, that's sending the message. Trump can't be trusted. Trump this, Trump that, uh, as, as opposed to a, a more honest conversation. Okay, here's what he said. Here's what we think it means. Here's where he made a mistake. Uh, pointing it out would be one thing. Saying it's too dangerous to air. The too dangerous conversation is the one that's actually most dangerous. Oh, it's too dangerous. Oh, it's too dangerous. Oh, it's a threat to humanity. Oh, it's this. What happens... When people start taking that to heart and saying, well, if he's too close to the White House, it's just too much of a threat. We have to stop the threat. You you think I'm the first person to note that what they're saying leads itself down a primrose path to a place that is horrifying and wholly not what we want in America? What they're saying leads people down a primrose path. And I believe, and I don't have a signal conspiratorial bone in my body I believe that's the whole damn point what happens next with the rest of the contenders how Ramaswamy got out of the race and 68% of Americans said hey uh, we believe this and yet media is shocked I don't quite get it keep it here I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz today The Dow is down 268. Might have something to do with the 10-year Treasury being above 4%. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. So the Dow's down 268. You've got the NASDAQ down 61. The 10-year Treasury. So the the, the 10-year Treasury is what you're building the 30-year fixed mortgage rate on, right? The spread is between the 10-year treasury note, the 30-year fixed, those are basis points. BP, sometimes you'll see it as basis points. And it has been like 300 basis points. So we were for a while with a 10-year treasury uh, over five. Now, historically, that's not the highest it's been. It's that when we have seen mortgage rates so incredibly low, massively, massively low, uh, that you realize that if you have a a 5% 10-year treasury 
and you have a 300 basis point spread, you've got mortgage rates at 8%. And 8% mortgage rates in today's America will make people stop. Historically, it's a very average number. It's actually a little bit better than average. Historically, if we look over the past 40 years or so. So now you have the national average on a 30-year fix to 7%. All right. So pretty darn close to the same 300 basis point spread. Right? Uh, the people at bank rate will tell you that they can find a 30-year fixed at 6.12. Well, in November, it was 7.34, and then things went down to 5.99, as now back up a, a, a little. It's going to have an effect on the market. Uh, you have the JetBlue Spirit merger that has now been blocked because the Department of Justice is saying, hey, there's an antitrust issue. They argue anti-competitiveness and would hurt uh, consumers. As a guy who flies Spirit Airlines, uh, let me tell you that uh, Spirit needs no help in hurting their consumers. None. And you ask me, Tony, oh, Tony, why do you fly Spirit? Um, I find that for where I need to go, uh, they have the most nonstops. And if I can get the big seat, the you know what I'm talking about they they don't have a first class but they have they have two sets of 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 seats that are like the size of first class seats and as long as I can sit in there I'm like all right I'm comfortable I'm good because I I I I am 100% a first class traveler I, it's 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 what I do I I. I, I don't I don't care. I don't need the nicest hotel. I don't need the nicest rental car. I don't need any of that stuff. I need the first class seat. But what I really need is 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 the private travel. Um I have only flown private once in in my life. Um I uh, shame on me. It's the only it's the only way to fly. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal, the $65 million perk for CEOs, personal use of the corporate jet has soared. There, there is no Rolex on planet Earth, and, uh, and I'm wearing a uh, Bulova uh, Accutron Space View, uh, 1963, I think that one is right there. Um, I think the time I, I got is running a little fast. It is running a little fast. Um, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, there is, there is no Rolex on planet Earth that is more wow factor than a private jet. Zero. There's nothing greater than the private jet. That is a, you have a boat? Well, congratulations, private jet. That's when I will know, kitten. That's when I'll know I've made it. When I can say gas up the jet. Because the most amazing, the, the most amazing part of, of private travel is that you don't even realize that it's happening. Not the flight. You recognize the flight's happening. The flight was actually, the first hour was a little disconcerting. It's you. You. You feel like you're too. Uh, you're too close to the side. You're, you're too close to the air, and then gravity bringing you to the ground. Uh, no, it's it's that you get to like one of these smaller airports, regional airport, or private airfield, something like that, and then someone takes your luggage, and like the plane's right here, and then you all right, you like get on the plane, and hey, just this person and that person, and the next thing you know, it's like okay, let's take off. No security. No one's checking whether you got a firearm. You just go. 
You just go. It's the greatest feeling in the world. In the world. So I, I, if I can't have a private jet, I need more friends with private jets. So if you've got one, hey, friend, I'm Tony Katz. You actually think that Fox would cancel my pillow ads because of anything having to do with Dominion? I don't think so. Lindell says, I believe this is all about stopping me from ta- talking about the election platforms and the elections and this just getting rid of my voice. According to the Washington Post, as reported by Barrett News Media, Lindell hasn't paid his advertising bill since August. He owes legal fees to Dominion and Smartmatic. According to the reporting, has not yet paid those. Uh, Fox is uh, saying this is ridiculous, saying as soon as their account is paid, we would be happy to accept their advertising. He was averaging a million dollars a week on Fox. Now, wait a second. First of all, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Uh, so, so what is what is the ratio? So, so I, I don't I don't do that kind of advertising, right? I only have I really only have one business that I would do any advertising in. I have a uh, my, my family has long been in the credit card processing uh, world, and uh, because because my parents are of a certain age, uh, I've taken over. My brother, the good Doctor Katz, has taken over. It's the only business that I'm like, okay, I, I should really see if there's an advertising opportunity in this in this for me. Um, but if you're taking if if you're spending a million. Hold on. Someone do the math for me right now. Get an abacus, take off your shoes, do whatever you got to do. If you're spending a million, what's the return on that that makes it worth the million? You're spending $4 million a month, $48 million a year. Oh, 52 weeks, $52 million a year. Did I do that math right? Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. So now, what's the return? It's not a million for a million. I mean, unless you think that gets you some residual thing. All right, uh, this is a, a, a loss leader, if you will, and I'll, and I'll do it the other way. I, I, no, 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 no. What's the math there? You, you guys are business people. You tell me. What is the mathematics on this? How do you? How do you do that? I want to, I want to know. Someone's got someone's got to work that out for me. I'm now curious. Now let's get to this 68%. This was the commentary that broke CNN last night. Broke these people into they fell apart, they fell down, they had no idea what was happening. Uh, uh literally fetal position. This this was it. It broke them. Listen. As they went into caucus sites across the state, David Chalian is here with that. David, what are what are you seeing? Well, Jake, we are sort of trying to take stock of 
What does this electorate look like in Iowa tonight? Now, these are early entrance poll results. These are people who arrived at the caucus site early. These numbers will change throughout the night as we do more interviews. But look at this. We asked folks, are you part of the MAGA movement? 53%, a majority of those uh, that we've interviewed thus far say yes. They consider themselves part of the MAGA movement. 41% say no, they're not. We also asked folks, do you think Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? 68%, 68%, more than two-thirds of those in these early entrance poll results showing up early to the caucus sites say no, he did not, wrongly say no, he did not win legitimately in 2020. And then we asked, if Donald Trump is convicted of a crime, do you still think he's fit for the presidency? A similar result here, nearly two-thirds of those who've showed up at the Republican caucuses tonight in Iowa, at least these early arrivers, tell us, yes, Donald Trump is still fit for the presidency, even if convicted of a crime. These numbers show a very Trump-aligned Republican electorate, Jake. <sighs> no, it doesn't actually show that, David. And I, I love how you are trying to editorialize on... on uh, uh, wrongly and rightly, and uh, al- allow me. If Donald Trump were convicted of uh, inciting insurrection, the vast majority of the political right would say, "Yeah, that's a load of crap. That's all political. You are, you guys uh, are 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 blank and ridiculous. We're going to pay no attention to you whatsoever, and of course, we're going to vote for him." A thousand percent, that's going to be the case. Because we understand, even those of us who are not hard-edged and hardcore for, for Trump, we totally get that that's nuts. The guy wasn't at the Capitol. The guy wasn't wearing a Viking helmet. The guy didn't say attack the Capitol. That guy is named Ray Epps. Go get him. Oh, no, no. Ray Epps gets a slap on the wrist. Donald Trump gets the special counsel, Jack Smith, who is so desperate to engage in election interference, he is demanding that the Supreme Court let this case happen in March, right before Super Tuesday. How dare anything be delayed? Don't you know we have an election to derail? It's, it, 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 it isn't... No, no part of this is, is surprising. Imagine the kind of person that you have to be to be surprised by the idea that a vast majority of people on the political right and independents look at these charges and go, this is pretty damn gross. This is, this is pretty disgusting. What's happening here to Donald Trump? But 68% uh, believe that the election is, is, is what? That the 2020 election had election issues. I have zero conspiracies in me. I, I, I stated this earlier. I do not have. I do not have a conspiratorial bone in my body. Of course, 2020 election, uh, election had issues. Of course, the 2020 election had issues. I don't know how many times I could possibly talk about Pennsylvania. The legislature set the election as prescribed by the Constitution. The judiciary in Pennsylvania made changes to it. All 20 electoral votes should not have been certified. 
They shouldn't have been certified. And if anybody in Pennsylvania had any decency whatsoever, they wouldn't have certified it. This is not a debatable subject. Of course there were issues. Of course there were issues in in Arizona and, and in Georgia. Do I believe uh, that Joe Biden won the election? I don't even use the word believe. He won the election. He's the president. I could see it with my own eyes. But to think that, that, that you would be shocked, shocked that, that, that there would be Republicans who see this as an issue or question it, that's, that's the craziest thing ever. Of course they do, because there are things to question. I go so far as to say the people who say, well, Trump brought all the legal challenges and all the legal challenges failed. No, Trump bought legal challenges and a vast majority of them judges wouldn't even hear. The Supreme Court could have ended all of the nonsense by hearing one of those cases, which I believe uh, was that the one involving Texas? Texas had an interesting conversation that they were disenfranchised because of what it is Pennsylvania did with the judiciary changing the way the vote happened, and that case uh, not heard. Yeah, that case wasn't heard. It wasn't thrown out. It was not heard. But even uh, uh, Antonin, not Antonin Scalia, sorry, uh, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas and Justice Samuel Alito, they said, of course we should be hearing these things. If we're not going to hear a case like this about the election for president, can I ask what it is we do here? Which was, of course, uh, the, the right response. I don't know why anybody's surprised by this. The only people who are acting surprised are people who are uh, on TV, on the progressive left, who want to shame you for having, you know, eyes. I can see that there were problems, and I can also say that Trump lost. Trump lost. And I will keep reminding that the way to win... 2024 is not to try and litigate the past or dredge it up. It is to talk about the future. Americans want to hear about their lives. Which is why when when we talk about Trump, I, I, I stop telling me about your personality. Stop telling me what a great, I just, just do the job. If you want to tell me that Trump's a great guy, but if he's president again and he doesn't drain the swamp, do I actually give a damn if he's nice to puppies? I, I don't, I couldn't care, could not care. I want what I want. Are my taxes lower? Is the nation safer? Have we done something about uh, military recruitment? Are we building more Navy ships? Are we breaking DEI into? Holy crap, the bigotry of DEI must be broken into. These are the only things I care about. Trump's personality, oh, what a great guy. Who gives a you-know-what? That is... That is totally, totally unnecessary. Just nonsense. I am completely over this idea that somehow you have to have this level of fealty. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Well, that's a, over? That's a, that's a good point. But I am uh, still... Uh, most definitely, most definitely uh, over that nonsense. Oh, stop playing already. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a new system. I'm a kid with a new toy. 
Uh, there, that, that was step one. Then, then there was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy getting out of the race. And so I will stick to the truth tonight. The first hard truth, and this one's hard for me. I got to admit this. But we've looked at it every which way, and I think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're going to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so Porv and I, we, we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some hard choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there is no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. And I think that I am very worried for our country. I think we are skating on thin ice as a nation. We have done everything in our part to make and done every one of us in this room has done our part to save this country. And I am so proud of every one of you who have lifted us up, but we're a campaign founded on the truth. And so that's why we've made that decision today. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulate him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. Now, I don't think anybody is surprised by this, by this, uh, uh, endorsement from Ramaswamy, even though it was the Team Trump attacking Ramaswamy uh, just the other day. Uh, look, it, it, it's politics, and anybody who lets that sway them is, is I, I think, unserious. Um, Ramaswamy's campaign is is a surprise. Ramaswamy's campaign um, was was a shock. And Ramaswamy's campaign is incredibly valuable. Um, it's not that I agreed with everything. It's not that I agreed with everything, the style of, of, of debating, etc. His best moments were not in debates. His best moments were somebody was disagreeing with him at a town hall, and he let him talk, and then he talked to them. Not at them, to them. Whether it was an act or an affect, he was he was fully engaged in wanting to hear from them. And fully engaged in showing that why in the world, if you actually believe something, why in the world, if you have a, if you have a code and a, and a system and a methodology, why, if, if you're studied on, on an issue, why in the world would you need ever to fear the question being asked of you? Why would you have to have anybody ever, you know, that while there might be somebody out of control who has to be escorted out of a, of a, campaign event why why would you have to do that why not just 
Answer the question. Just do it. Be comfortable in your own skin enough to do that. He did that exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. And I do think that that did 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 move some people for sure for sure for sure for sure um but the 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 of course real issue for him is that Trump was in the race what's the point of voting for for uh for Vivek Ramaswamy when you can just vote for quote unquote the real thing will Ramaswamy be back maybe maybe or he's gonna uh, he's gonna set it all on fire with this endorsement of Trump, and it ain't gonna work out the way he thought. We will see. I'm Tony Katz. So Tesla is about to idle a factory. This uh, is in Germany, and this has to do with the Houthi rebels. The attacks on cargo ships, the attacks on other uh, vessels in the Red Sea, in the Gulf of Aden. Remember, we're talking about Yemen, bottom of Saudi Arabia, Gulf of Aden, Red Sea, separating uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, Egypt, uh, Africa, I should say. Uh, you, You have all this shipping that goes through. You have the Houthi rebels engaged in these attacks changing the way the shipping is happening, costing so much more to send goods from point A to point B. All this Joe Biden's fault for not taking the Houthi rebels out. Diminishing them. That Tesla and its gigafactory is going to idle it until this all comes together. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. This is the effect worldwide. And it's only going to get worse from here and worse for your pocketbook.